Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Jennifer and Darlene, for that beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you, Andrew, for playing uh, the piano there. Thank you, praise team, for leading us uh, this morning uh, to worship on this Mother's Day. I do want to say a happy Mother's Day again to each and every one uh, of you. Take your Bible this morning, if you would, and turn to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. I want you to know that by far, uh, this is the oddest Mother's Day that I have ever experienced as a pastor. Usually, of course, we are gathered together. We have our mothers stand and uh, we give out flowers and we honor our mothers uh, here at White Oak Baptist Church. And, and, uh, and so this is a very odd Mother's Day. It really, really is. Uh, so I thought this morning that I would share with you sort of an unusual text on this most unusual Mother's Day. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, he loved this passage so much that he preached ten different sermons on it uh, in his ministry. In this passage of Scripture, in this text, I want you to listen to this. Jesus absolutely ignores a desperate mother. And in this same text, Jesus completely rebuffs this same heartbroken mother. And then, this is amazing, if you know anything about Jesus, Jesus calls this same mother a dog. I want to read this passage, and then I want to share in just a moment a couple of things that I pray will be a blessing to you. Matthew 15, allow your eyes to fall on verse 21. Let me read our text. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region, and listen, and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread, listen, and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from this master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, listen to this, I love this, I love this, oh I love this, great, I love that, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Let's pray together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, 
Lord, I just bow before you and I ask you this morning to help us see truth from your word. Father, I pray this morning for clarity of thought. I thank you once again, dear God, for our praise team. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for uh, just the way our hearts have been lifted to heaven. And God, I ask now that you would help me, if you would draw a circle around me, Lord Jesus, and let the fire of heaven fall on this Mother's Day. I sure would appreciate it and thank you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are two things that I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture. First of all, I want us to notice together her request. Her request. When you look at this mother that came and found Jesus, she said, have mercy on me. In a very humble way, in a very genuine way. She seeks out Jesus and she says, listen, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. You almost don't need that adjective uh, severely, do you? Because uh, it means crushed or ruthless, but being demon-possessed is, is sad enough right there. But, but the Holy Spirit drops that adjective there. This daughter was severely demon possessed. In the same story uh, relayed by the gospel writer Mark, he said that this lady uh, was asking him to cast out this demon from her daughter. When you look at how when you look at how this mother approached Jesus, over and over she calls him Lord. And then she says, "Listen, you are the son of David. When she says that, she is saying, you are the long-awaited, promised Jewish Messiah. And so she comes and, and, and then she bows. The, the text says that she bows before Jesus. And, and what we find is we find that she had faith that Jesus could deliver her daughter and really deliver her daughter even from a distance. And so, on the outside, looking in, this looks like a perfect recipe uh, for a mother's prayer, for a mother's request to be answered. But, but what we find when we see our text, when we look at our text, is we quickly uncover the tension. When you look at verse 21, it says this, then Jesus went out from there. When you look at that in context, we know that he went out from Galilee. He had been there ministering. And he went out from there. And the Bible says he departed, listen, to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Now when you look at this, I've taken that journey several times. That is a 50-mile walk. That is a 50-mile journey. And so he goes to Tyre and Sidon. And then our text adds this, that this woman, she was of Canaan, and she came from that region. And so Matthew, as he shares this story, begins to lay out some of the tension, as I mentioned a moment ago. Jesus went out from Galilee, and I believe it was because the 
hostility was increasing. He goes to this region here. Mark's gospel tells us that he, he goes to a house. And it says that he didn't want to be found. And so he goes to this house and he's looking, we would say it like this, he's looking for a little R&R. Uh, he's ready for a reprieve. He, he is seeking some seclusion, but the mother found him. I love what the theologian Alexander McLaren said about this. Distress has quick eyes. That's good. Distress has quick eyes. She finds Jesus. Now, he was in Tyre and Sidon in that region. This was Gentile territory. When you look at this area, Jezebel in the Old Testament, Jezebel was from there. This was one of the centers of, of Baal worship. And, and when you look at it today, it is in modern-day Lebanon. And so it is an area uh, that is definitely a G, uh, Gentile. When you look at it, it says that she was a Canaanite. And so again, he's just laying this out. She was a Canaanite. The Canaanites were mortal enemies of Israel. The Canaanites were known as a condemned, cursed, doomed nation. The Canaanites were definitely known as heathen. They were known as idolaters. Uh, they were known as pagans. And so what you have, and don't miss this, what you have is you have this this lady who is at the end of her rope. And you have her coming uh, with this background to the Jewish Messiah. You know that she had probably heard that Jesus was a miracle worker. I'm sure that she had cried out uh, to her many gods and heard nothing. The Bible says here that she cries out to Jesus. I love that. She cries out to Jesus. That word means to wail. It means to scream. It means to yell at the top of your lungs. Have you ever been there before? I know I have. I know that I have been that desperate where I had to run to the feet of Jesus and I had to wail, I had to scream, I had to cry out at the top of my lungs. That's where she is when you see her request. Church, listen, it's genuine, it is desperate, and it is humble. That's her request. But I want you to notice his response. I want you to see the response of Jesus. And when you first read this, it will blow your mind. It really will. I remember the first time I read this as a young Christian. Uh, I, it was hard for me to get my arms around. In verse 23 of, of our passage, it says this. Listen. But he answered her. Listen. Not a word. Isn't that amazing? Jesus, compassionate Jesus. Jesus, the one who cares. Jesus, the sweet Jesus, gives this lady the silent treatment. 
He brushes her off. Today, in the vernacular of today, he ghosted her. I mean, he just absolutely ignored her. It's like he's saying, talk to the hand. And it, he didn't even say, listen, I'll think about it. He just didn't say a word. That amazes me. And then the disciples, they didn't really give her the silent treatment per se, but they snubbed her. In other words, in verse 23, the disciples came and urged him, saying, listen to this. You ought to underline this in your Bible. Send her away. You know, if you read the Gospels, you will see the disciples saying that several times. Send her away. Send them away. It's almost like their ministry is called Send Them Away Ministries. It's amazing. And, and, and so they just wanted her out of the house in other words this lady jesus this lady is ruining our vacay we can't rest because she continually is asking you this and so get rid of her or please just do what she wants so she will leave but notice what jesus does in verse 24 But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Ouch. He continually is taking her on this faith journey. That's what he's doing. It almost looks like the the well of his mercy is running dry, but he is taking her on a journey. You see, he's saying you are a Canaanite. You are Greek. Mark's gospel says that she was of Syrophoenician birth. You come from this region of Tyre and Sidon. He's saying, I've been sent to Israel. I've been sent first to Israel. And so, just a couple of thoughts. First of all, I want you to know this. This is, this is amazing about our Lord. Listen very carefully. His delays are not His denials. Aren't you glad about that? His delays are not His denials. That's the first thing. And the second thing, I said it a moment ago, He is taking her on a journey. And I'm so glad that Jesus will meet you where you are. I'm so glad that Jesus met me where I was. And he did, and he continually takes me on a journey. You see, the the disciples were right there. So they're in earshot of what's going on. And and so I want to remind you of what Paul said in Romans 1.16. He said this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes, listen to this, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For the Jew first and then also for the Greek. And so what Jesus was doing is Jesus was living out the plan of all eternity. And he was was blowing up the shallowness of her faith. That's what he's doing. Her faith was surface, and he is drawing out the depth of her faith. He knew what he was doing. Even though I cringed 
the first time I read this passage. Jesus knew what he was doing. (laughs) And I love this next verse. Oh, church, right there in your Bible, wherever you are listening to this, verse 25 says this, She came, and listen, and worshipped him. She came and worshipped him. Um, She could have said, I thought about this. She could have looked at Jesus and said, you know, forget you, forget this. I'm going to go looking for another God who will meet my need if they can. Just forget this whole thing. But this lady, this mother, was persistent. And so she falls down. That Greek word means she bows down with her head in the dirt. She falls down before Jesus and she says this. Look at this. She says this. It's such a simple prayer. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. She disregarded all of the historical animosity. She blew past all of the cultural taboos and she just said, Lord, help me. She bows down and prays one of the shortest, but one of the greatest prayers in the Bible. Lord, help me. One writer put it like this, that we all ought to imitate this prayer. Because when we say Lord, we are recognizing who Jesus really is. And when we say help, we are realizing that He is the only one who can ultimately help us. And when we say me, we admit our helpless condition. You know, one of the things that amazed me about this lady, she cried out, Lord, help me. But nowhere in this conversation did she say, Lord, I'm worn slap out. Nowhere in this conversation did, you, did she say, I'm up all night long. My, my daughter is, is demon-possessed, and because of that, I can't get any rest, and I, I need this, and I need that, and I need this. No, listen, her heart went out to her daughter. She said, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Verse 26 Jesus takes this thing up a notch. It's amazing. And he answered and said, It is not good, listen to this, to take the children's bread, in other words, Israel's bread, these disciples who are standing right here, their bread, and throw it to the little dogs. (laughs) Jesus called her a dog. Now there's one word in the Greek for dog that is disease-ridden, mangy, uh, vicious, um, filthy, a dog that runs in packs, and that's not this word. He had already used that word. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7 and verse 6, don't give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces but this word is a word for a like a family pet this word for dog is like a little lap dog one theologian said it like this he thought that jesus sort of had a twinkle in his eye 
when, when he was laying this out, it's, it's not good to take what belongs to Israel here at first and toss it to the Gentiles. He is moving her along in this conversation. And yes, he calls her a dog, but he does it in such a way that she understands. We know that because verse 27 says this. And she said, yes, Lord. When you look at that in the Greek, she's saying truth. Truth, Lord. But then, listen, she is the only person that I could find in Scripture. There may be someone else. But I couldn't find anyone else that uh, gave their own little mini parable in response to a parable that Jesus gave. And that's what this mother did. Yes, Lord, truth, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Man, she's persistent. She is so persistent, and persistence is so important. Most of us have done what she talked about. Growing up, I had a dog. It was my favorite dog. As you know, I grew up in East Lake, and my dog's name was Bullet. I love Bullet. And Bullet was an inside dog, and, and I would feed Bullet from time to time under, under the table. And I guarantee you on macaroni and cheese night, uh, he got a big helping of that from me. I promise you that. Uh, but we've all fed, or most of us, have fed a little dog under the table. And so what, what this precious lady, oh, church, what this precious lady is saying is this, let me have a scrap of that healing for my daughter. <laughs> that's what she's saying. She's just saying, that's true, Lord. I, I get all that, Lord. I agree with all that, Lord. Just let me have a little scrap of healing. You talk about faith. She knew that Jesus could heal from a distance. The Christian life is all about faith. Listen, we are saved by faith. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through what? Faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are saved by faith. We live by faith. Galatians 2, 20. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth through me, and the life which I now live by faith. I live it by faith. And the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We are saved by faith, we live by faith, we walk by faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And then the writer of Hebrews says this. Hebrews eleven six, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. You see, what we see is she understood His analogy. She said, yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table 
And so for the fourth time, it says that Jesus answered. I love that all the way through, even though at first he gave her the silent treatment. I think it was four times in this passage. It says he answered, he answered, he answered, he answered. Look at this. Verse 28, then Jesus answered. Aren't you glad Jesus answers? Boy, I am. I am. Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Only two times in the Bible does Jesus tell someone that their faith is great. And here's one of those times. To this desperate, broken-hearted, persistent mother. O woman, and that's a, that's a term of endearment there. O woman, great is your faith. And then look at this. Let it be to you as you desire. Don't you know what's going on in her heart right there? Oh, don't you know what's going on in her heart? Because she knows that because of that, her life is about to change and change forever. He says, At, and her daughter, listen to this, and her daughter was healed from that very hour oh my soul can you imagine the journey back home as she is uh, skipping back home can you imagine when she saw her daughter for the first time do you I wonder what she said honey you're back oh you're back can you imagine that first night as they would sit there and just hug each other and hold on to each other because no longer is this daughter severely demon-possessed. Jesus had looked at this lady and said, you have great faith. That word means you have mega faith. Your, your faith is huge. Your faith is huge. When you look at this passage, it feels like we've been all the way around the block. Because at first, he says, listen, nothing. And then he concludes this. By commending her faith. On this Mother's Day, I just want to remind you today how great our Jesus is. He knows you and He knows me. And as I said a moment ago, He will meet us at our greatest need. And He will meet us where we are. And He will take us on this journey we just need to respond to him in faith like this mother did. Happy Mother's Day. Let's have a word of prayer. And as we pray, why don't you just ask God, ask God, help me, Lord God, to have this kind of faith. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, on this Mother's Day, I pray that this will challenge our hearts. Lord, I pray that we will be cognizant of where we are on our journey. And Father, that we will uh, just lean into you, King Jesus. Oh God, we love you. Thank you for all of our precious mothers. And Father, thank you for those moms who are in heaven right now that showed us the way to walk for the King. We love you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Share this video, if you would, with your friends, and we'll see you next time we get together.